Welcome to the forward-focused Flashcast. If you're here for the first time, I'm honored that you're here. If you're returning, welcome back. Remember, at Forward Focus, we have bite-sized episodes designed to help us become better and more well-rounded leaders with quick tips that we can implement right away. Today's conversation is a highlight of one of my favorite books, uh, a top read uh, for us here in 2022. It's 10 Leadership Virtues for Disruptive Times by Tom Ziegler, uh, Zig Ziegler's son. So let's dive in. I really like this book. Um, I'm excited about it for a few reasons. Uh, first and foremost, um, raise your hand if you've never been through a disruptive time in your life. So I think everyone's hand uh, definitely stayed down on that one, right? Because we've all been through disruptive times. We've had our family grow through the miracle of birth. We've lost loved ones uh, untimely or in a sudden fashion. We've been uh, faced with uh, complications within our business on, on losing maybe a large client or having a product rollout go, go poorly. Uh, we've all been faced with the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Um, a, a deeper focus on our mental health and our physical fitness uh, while trying to balance, uh, you know, raising a family at home and, and homeschool teaching while running a career and having digital meetings. So what I love about this book is it talks about different virtues that leaders can employ during disruption. So I'm gonna reference a couple key points from the book. Um, most of these key points are only in the first 50 pages or so. Uh, I highly recommend that you check this out if you're somebody that uh, wants to improve uh, during improve your ability to respond and lead others through times of chaos or disruption. So first and foremost, what I love about how they set up this book is they very quickly on page 15, they highlight the difference between a manager and a coach, right? So both could be leaders within an organization, but this idea of being a coach leader and not just a manager or boss. So here's, here's the difference, right? David Wright is a head one-on-one -on -one coach at Ziegler Corporation, and this is how uh, he defines the differences between managing and coaching. So for a manager, they're seen as superior. And for a coach, they're seen as a guide. A manager delegates. A coach co-creates. A manager tells. It's more one-sided communication. A coach asks. It's two-way communication. A manager drives. Drives to the goal, drives to the deadline. Whereas a coach empowers. A manager follows the rules. A coach follows engagement, engagement with others and on the team. A manager is all about results and a coach is about growth, growth of the environment, growth of the person. So there's this conversation of why is there a deeper focus on coach leader as we've shifted away from maybe manager type styles? Well, the reason is, is coaches draw out the most capable person. Think about it. For years, sports have had coaches. Why? You're coaching to a community. You're coaching to a, a goal larger than any one player on the team. You're coaching towards uh, collaboration and working together. You're making adjustments in the middle of the game that maybe somebody off the field can see. But if you're in the middle of it 
on the field, you, you can't see. So the coach draws out the most capable person. And so this shift of, of thinking about um, how can I still have the results that we need? How can I still make the goals that we need in a remote first environment? We figured out Zoom. We figured out how to run meetings. We also figured out that you're on mute, you're on mute, Sally. <laughs> you're on mute, unmute yourself, right? We, we adapted, we figured it out. And two years into this, two plus years into this pandemic, we've now learned that there's certain things that can be done remotely and certain things that cannot be done. So if you're an organization or a leader of an organization that's not thinking about remote first as an opportunity, that is not thinking about hybrid, you're limiting your organization to hitting its ultimate potential. You're limiting the talent pool that you can interview from. If you have a hybrid role or a position that can be done remotely, your pool just became the world, not just your geographical space. Well, if you're going to be embracing the reality of that, as a leader, you wanna be a coach first, not just a manager. A coach asks questions that help foster community, foster a culture. How do you create community and culture if half your force is off-site three days a week or more? By asking great questions and creating an online community. That's how you do it. And so a coach leader is able to identify during uncertain times these following things. They, they address these things and they're able to identify these things. Your team is feeling uncertain. They're feeling fear. They may be apprehensive. They may feel lonely or disconnected. They could feel overwhelmed with all the disruption going on. They could be shocked. They're probably asking, will I have a job tomorrow? They might have job insecurity with the changes that are happening during this disruptive time and a little bit of a loss of an identity. We talked to a lot of people who were homeschooling their children and, and working their career, and they, they felt like it was just get up, get the kids going, get them on school, log into my Zoom meeting, eat my lunch really quickly, feed my kids, have a, a, a more meetings online, more emails, more phone calls, and all of a sudden I look up and it's 7 p.m. and I haven't even started dinner, and rinse and repeat for two years. So as a coach leader, you want to be asking yourself, what am I doing to address uncertainty, fear, apprehension? What questions am I asking my people about how I can support them? So here's one recommendation I give if you're, if you're thinking, wow, I kind of like this coach leader idea of asking questions and, and naming things to co-create, not just manage or tell. Ask your people how they're doing. And when they tell you, look them in the eye and then say, how you really doing? When's the last time you shared that with someone? What can I do to help you? Is there anything that I can do differently in my style to better support you? What would it look like if that wasn't an issue that we were worrying about 60 days from today? Can we create a plan together so we can address that issue? That is a coach leader at work creating an environment creating a situation where the employee feels super comfortable to have an honest and vulnerable conversation about whatever they're going through. Here's what your goal is in terms of what you'd like to achieve. Your employee wants to feel respected, heard, safe, valued, connected, appreciated, loved, led, and included.
So as you're engaging your employee, look for patterns or answers about them feeling connected. Ask them how they would like to feel appreciated or recognized. Do they feel led? Do they feel led in their personal and professional lives? Leaders today need to be more equipped and more adaptable to these types of environments, not just a results-oriented, I'm the boss, set aside. I need to be a partner with you co-creating solutions to these situations. That's what Tom Ziegler is calling for in the coach leader portion of this book during disruptive times. And what we found is that organizations that employed this type of uh, approach prior to the pandemic, they had less turnover. They had uh, a, a tighter knit team that came together to be able to accomplish and pivot quickly to, to remain in business, to, to be able to still thrive and accomplish goals. It was environments where you could ask questions, you could be vulnerable, you could really open up about um, true problems that were, that were occurring. Instead of a disconnected, we're gonna be getting back to the office shortly. It's, this is only two weeks to flatten the curve. Remember we heard that in that first month of March of 2020? So the leaders that were asking questions about how we could disrupt what we were doing and support our people, they thrived over the last couple of years. It wasn't easy, but they thrived. I wanna give you three steps, one kind of big thought here on how you can create an environment for everyone to feel appreciated, respected, included. It's okay to know, okay, here's what I gotta do, but here's three ways for you to say, okay, are we actually walking the talk to do this uh, during really any time, not just disruption, but any time in your organization. So number one, everyone on your team is included. Make it a practice to have at least one weekly team meeting with everyone in attendance. Don't leave anybody out, over-communicate and over-include. Are you doing that at least on a weekly basis? Number two, everyone on your team is heard. Make it a practice to make sure everyone talks in every meeting. Keep track of who has spoken or contributed in a meeting and draw silent ones in with engaging questions. And then number three, everyone on your team enjoys a safe atmosphere. Passionate discussion's great, but you cannot allow anyone to over-talk or talk down to someone else. Respect for everyone is key, and you as the leader need to, need to manage and facilitate that in each meeting that you hold. If you have a large team, some of those aspects might be difficult, and you need to manage that process, right? So let's say you have a team of 30 or 40. Well, you're probably not gonna have 40 people attend a weekly meeting, but maybe you'd have quarterly meetings with all 40, and in the interim, You'll have surveys go out or questions being asked where they can engage with their direct reports that are attending that weekly meeting. So if so far you're like kind of watching this and you're saying this coaching leadership thing during disruptive times, I, I can't think of adding another thing to my, my style or approach. I can't change another thing right now. I've been through so much. Here's the goal. Remember, your goal is to pull out and draw out the most capable person possible of, of the team or your team members, right? And I love this quote from Zig Ziglar. It's one of my favorites. You don't build a business, you build people and people build the business. So remember, by in, in, engaging in these questions, by coaching the best out of the people around you, you're pouring in and developing them and they can go out and build your business. You're in the people development business. No matter what business you're in, you're in the people development business. Whether you're delivering products, delivering services, or a combination of both, 
by developing your people, they will go build you a better business. And so you want to think about, are you looking at the balance of life on yourself and on your team? Do you talk about physical health and nutrition? Do you have healthy lunches or do you talk about people's diets and exercise routine? Is that a part of who you are as an organization? Do you focus on family? Do you support family? Anybody that works in your organization, whether they're a single mom of three or a newly married uh, husband and wife, do they talk about how family is appreciated and respected and talked about? Is there a focus on the mental well-being of your people? Do people have access to um, taking mental health days? Sometimes a reset is so important in your organization. If somebody's burned out or if someone's burning the candle at both ends, is there an opportunity or, or will people feel judged for taking time to focus on their mental health? Are you financially pouring into your people? And I'm not just talking about giving them a check. Are you teaching them how to build wealth? Are you teaching them how to maximize the dollars that they're earning for their family, for their life? Are you helping people uh, grow spiritually? And I don't, I don't mean that you're pushing a religion or pushing a certain faith. Are you focusing on meditation? Are you focusing on, um, you know, how people self-talk, right? And that they have faith in themselves, that they know that they're in an environment that is growing holistically, not just on their career. However, you are their leader in their job, right? So are you sitting down with them at least on an annual basis, if not multiple times? Uh, we did a, a talk called the Whole 360 Review. And if you haven't checked out that talk yet, I encourage you to do so because we talk about how you can pour into people and get feedback as a leader, not only to be a better leader for your people, but then help their career thrive, not just like survive. Are you helping them set up their career? Do you know where your top employee wants to be in five years? And are you helping them get there? And then lastly, personal. What are people's personal goals? Uh, what hobbies, what passions, what interests, what sports do they want to play or take up? Uh, there was a leader I was coaching out of the Carolinas. Once a month, the leadership team would come together and, and talk about these, these circles, which was incredible. Once a quarter, they would go off site and they would try a hobby or interest that somebody on the team wanted to try, the whole team would try it. And they would take a half day, typically on a Monday or a Friday, and they would leave around one o'clock and they would go try that new hobby. They've, they did woodworking, they did pottery, they went to top golf and, and swung golf clubs. Some people had never done that. But the, the bonding and the camaraderie and the ability for you to ask really great questions off-site while going through a new experience, as a leader, you're going to create community that you never thought was possible. So I really encourage you to focus on people as, as a whole person. Ask questions around their spirituality, their mental well-being, their physical well-being, their career, their family, their personal goals. When you start doing that, and you, you um, include an environment that is open and it's fun and it's engaging, it's amazing what the two together can come. And because disruption is going to come, right? Disruption comes in a variety of ways um, every single day in our, in our world. And so by having a tighter team, by really knowing each other and knowing what makes each other's tick, uh, what, what pisses each other off, right? What makes people happy? By knowing those things and building a relationship, you'll be that much stronger for when adversity comes because it will come. I can guarantee you it will come. Final two questions for you to think about to be the best leader possible through disrupt disruptive times. Uh, this is on page 28 and I just loved how he set this up. 
So as a coach leader, ask yourself, will a person on my team have a better chance of work success if they are achieving success in every area of their life that we just talked about? And the answer, of course, is yes, absolutely. Now ask these follow-up questions when you're meeting with your employees. Ask these two questions. What is the best way for you as a coach leader to influence a team member's life? The answer, you first must have a good relationship with them that's based on trust. They don't trust you. And if you don't have a relationship, you can ask every question in the world about how to invest money and build a wealth, a wealthy lifestyle. They're not going to trust you, though, until they have a relationship. So are you putting the time, energy and effort in to build a relationship? And number two, how do you build that relationship with them? And the answer by demonstrating the 10 virtues in all your relationship actions with them. And those 10 are respect, being heard, safe, valued, connected, appreciated, loved, led, and included. So when you're building relationship, when you're building trust with people on your team, you wanna create an environment with those 10 virtues. And when you do that, you know that you're creating an, an environment where your organization and team will thrive, not just survive. And during times of disruption and chaos, they, you'll come together stronger and more unified than ever before, instead of feeling fractured, fragmented, and stressed about what the next day may bring. I really highly recommend that you pick up The 10 Leadership Virtues for Disruptive Times by Tom Ziegler. This book, um, it just it, it, it's, it's simply written it's clearly articulated of what you can do as a leader to ask better questions, to build stronger relationships, and to ultimately achieve more as a team through times of unknown or uncertainty. Check it out. Um, it's something that I, I really look forward to hearing what your impacts are from it or what you take from the book after you uh, pick it up for a read. If you found value in today's content, please be sure to subscribe. So you never miss a lesson to become the leader that you deserve to be. And until next time, lead on.